Human design is an amalgamation of several facets of spirituality. The I Ching, astrology, chakras, Kabbalah, all combine beautifully into one system. Mary Rose and Mary Letitia have been exploring their own designs for the last year. This podcast is an extension of that exploration. Come learn, laugh, and grow with us as we become Guided by Design. Time keeps on ticking, ticking, ticking into the future. (laughs) Future! So I can't believe that we're already this far into October already. I know. Spooky season is here. We got our first snowstorm. I hope that's out of the way for the rest of the month. Yeah, I saw I tell people like people get so irritated at me. I'm like, oh, it's October. It's, it's beautiful. It's fall. I'm like, we always get a snowstorm before Halloween. Always in the two, 40 fucking two years that I've lived in Montana. We always get a snowstorm before Halloween. This Sometimes- is what I wanted to read this meme to you because I actually, what you're saying, this makes sense. For those of you who may just be new to the area, don't panic. This is just first winter, which follows fall. First fall was those three weeks of really nice, cool weather without a lot of wind that we just left. First winter is what you're experiencing now, an early snowfall that leaves the unprepared wondering what hit them. But don't worry, we will be back to second fall by the end of the day today, maybe by tomorrow at the latest. Second fall will last until close to the end of November, usually, at which point second winter will come and last through March. In March, you should expect first spring, followed by third winter, followed by second spring. Followed by fourth winter, followed by by actual spring. (laughs) I was like, damn, if anything was more accurate, I can't think of, I can't think of anything more accurate. No, not at all, because that is that is that is Montana in a nutshell. In a nutshell. How have you been? I have been good. It's been quite a week since I've since we've recorded. Um yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Well, I've been well as well. I did um I feel uh, this is kind of the I found this term. I saw an article in my news and it was saying that the term that I am I feel like I'm experiencing is called languishing and it's really not like depression it's an absence of depression but it's also kind of like not really not a lot of joy either there's just like it is it's it's as though you're kind of in a purgatorial state right now emotionally um and I, I don't know. It's kind of, it's weird. It's like a, it's like a mid low that I'm feeling these days. And I'm just trying to really be like, own it. Don't be afraid of it. Don't try to wiggle my way out of it. Don't try to like, I don't know, exert too much force on it because it feels like if you try to exert too much force on this feeling that you will literally break. Recoil. Recoil. Exactly. I was trying to explain energy recoil to somebody yesterday and I'm like, no, it's a real thing. Like 
If you don't just let things be sometimes, they recoil back and smack you right in the face. <laughs> right in the face. Energetic recoil. Yeah, it's it's not, it's not, no bueno. Yeah. Uh, what have you been listening to? Uh, Discovery of Witches. I just finished chapter 33 this morning. I'm really excited for our chapters today because it's a really great part in the story. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's going to get out there and buy Discovery of Witches because it's totally worth it. I can't wait to, I already downloaded the other two books just so that I have them so that yes. I can. Oh my God. After this that. one. <laughs> and then you don't have to like, I love it. I, this one is kind of nice to take it with a little pacing because I feel like you could just like. Yep. And I would. You would binge it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It would be gone in two days and then I'd want to do it all over again. So I do like this, like rationing it out day by day of what I, I, I love to look and be like, how many chapters do I get to read today? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it kind of gives you a little bit of something to look forward to, something to be excited about. And where we're at in the story, like both geographically and just like, you know, story plotline wise is kind of it makes me think of kind of where we're at a little bit so I think about like the trees changing and the coolness you know the briskness of the air and things like that so oh I, it is it's one of my favorite parts of the story right now so did you listen to I saw yes I did I did listen to I saw and um yeah I I I don't rem I didn't see either of the two movies this week, but I do still love listening to what they say about movies, even when I haven't watched them. <laughs> I love that that Instagram post that's like, if they were discussing dish soap, I'd still listen. Yes, exactly. And they did actually on their Instagram, they did go and posted a picture of themselves. Oh, that was the other thing. So Danielle said she wanted to see what her original eyebrows looked like. And then they posted pictures of themselves from the 90s, but Danielle's covering her face so you can't even see her original eyebrows. But, <laughs> but Millie's eyebrows? Oh, shit. She had quintessential 90s brows. <laughs> and I loved that they... Did you recognize who they were talking about when they were talking about the it was the 90s guy? It's the auto, it's that guy that I listen to that does the, in my super fundamentalist oh, church. Yes. <laughs> I, I love Kevin James Thornton. He's amazing. Um, but that is the same guy that they were talking about because he does do some amazing, it was the 90s um, throwback post. That's awesome. Oh, I'm just no, and I hadn't seen either of the movies either, but again, I love the way that they explain something, but what I really got out of it is she's writing a new book and I guess I need to go back and read her first book. Cause this would be her third, maybe her fourth. So um, she's writing about her time in Alaska and I'm really, yeah. really excited to, to read that book. I know. I loved how she's excited to, to do it in an essay format versus mm -hmm. a memoir where she had to remember things chronologically for it to make sense. Yep. Like you can just throw shit in there in any order you want when you're doing a collection of essays. <laughs> yeah. The way that she 
goes about writing makes me want to write. Like, I really do like the way that she does it. And I've never had much desire to write or even journal for that matter. So I think that that's interesting. That is interesting. All right. Well, we should probably get started on our topic today. What are we talking um, about today? Today is, we talked about emotional authority last week, correct? Mm-hmm. So this week we would be talking about, and, you know, I wanted to try to do them together because neither one of us, you know, we could, we could do an entire episode on things that we are. Um, but I wanted to do sacral authority. And then if we can, I think that it would be great to try to get splenic authority in there as well. Maybe try to give each a little bit of time today. Splenic. Some people say splenic, like the spleen. I've heard it pronounced splenic. Um, but yeah, sacral is the authority that is tied to the sacral center. We'll talk, we'll start with that one first. And, you know, we've discussed the sacral center briefly, um, before just, we did a whole episode about it and mine is undefined and Mary's is defined. So, I don't have a lot of, like, I don't have reliable access to my sacral. Um, I I kind of rely on all of the, all. And let me tell you, I am surrounded by sacral energy on every freaking side of me (laughs) at all times. So maybe I do feel it more, but I just, I tend to take it for granted because then when everybody leaves the house, Oh, I just, I lay, oh, I lay, I lay and I enjoy. And I I do kind of find that when my husband comes home for lunch, I wouldn't say my anxiety ratchets up, but it does make me feel like, damn it. I could use more time to myself. Thank you very much. You can feel him. You can feel him vibrating the room. (laughs) You know, it's so funny when he's not in the mood to, to, to clean and I am because I'm like, it's your fault. This is <laughs> your fault. That's funny. Um, so I had to look through my charts. Um, my sister is a sacral authority. So I, I thought that was interesting. Um, all my kids are emotional like me. So uh, my sister and Angie parks those are the only ones that i have on my list that have a sacral authority so the sacral is our energy life source right it's kind of where all of our our motors are running right Uh okay just want to make sure that i'm on the right it is it's one of the four motors and what's funny is my chart i have the other three defined, the sacral is the only motor I have undefined. Um, And the sacral is that auditory, it's like the gut response. And so, you know, Mary has definition in her sacral. It's not her main source of, of, you know, as we say with with decision-making, hers is an emotional decision. She can, she can feel it in her gut. Like she can feel the yeses and she can feel the noes, but really her best decision-making comes from writing that those sensations out until the, the peak of it. It's, it's kind of like not responding in the peak of the yes or the no and giving yourself time to 
level out and see and find clarity. Um, so sacral authority, I guess, kind of makes me think of you are making decisions in the peak. You are taking that yes at face value. You're taking the no at face value and making a decision from that. And, and, that, and oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's that guttural response, right? That uh uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. It is the or, uh-huh or the uh-uh or hmm, like hesitation. I'm re- I'm, I found an article that I was just pulling up too. But, um, you know, I think that that's the big thing is that these can, you know, our mind has told us that our we can't trust these responses because we've been told that we, you know, with our intelligence and the things that we've learned that that should be our primary way of being able to make a decision, um, or answer questions. And it's like, it's, it's following sacral authority, kind of the same way. Emotional authority feels like because you have more time, you're thinking more about it. It's not necessarily, you don't have to actually be thinking about it. I think mostly it's just when it comes up in your mind again and you listen to yourself, you're like, yeah, I still want to do that thing. Or, you know, I've changed my mind. I don't want to do that thing. Um, But it's still really letting your body play out what it needs to play out. And with sacral authority, it really is just, it's, it is, I feel like that would be much more hard to listen to because it doesn't have the, um, the same, benefit of time. You know what I mean? I do. And I feel like I had a really good conversation um, with our, our new newly found projector yesterday, talking a little bit about that sacral, like immediate yes or no, because I feel like the more we get in tune with our bodies, the really, the more that we can feel this, or at least be able to reflect back on some major things that happen that you didn't have that time to make the emotional or let the emotional wave ride through, but where you had to make that decision right away. And um, he particularly has had a couple bad things happen to him. And um, I, I really just wanted him to reflect, like, what did your gut tell you before those things happened? Like, did it tell you, no, you shouldn't go to that place or no, you shouldn't do that thing. I mean, just, just thinking about it, did your head convince you to do it because of money or because of this or because of that? So just really trying to take some time and reflect back, like, what did your body tell you before a bad thing happened? Did it tell you no? And then did you convince yourself to do it? Because I feel like Conditionally, we really do rely on our intelligence. We have been told over and over what smart fucking human beings we are. And yes, we're smart. But how many times has our head made a decision that our gut told us no, and we did it anyway, and shit turned out bad? I can tell you that um, the day that Sam had his accident last year, he Mm -hmm. had an accident. And it was totally not his fault. It was a terrible accident. And the first thing he said to me, I said, are you okay? You know, what happened? He goes, my gut told me I should have took Rimrock. And instead I turned down Grand. And if I'd have been on Rimrock, I'd have never been in the position to have that accident. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, always listen to your gut. Just always go with that first initial gut instinct because it's not, it's always right. I mean, I yeah. want to say it. 90%. No, I think it's always right. 
and as a projector it is, you know, we tend to, uh, this is what's so, what, when you were talking kind of made me think is like, we override, you know, we still have access to sacral energy. So let's just be clear, just because we don't have definition does not mean we don't have access to exactly. sacral energy. But so much of our decision making is that desperation for recognition and invitation. So that's where a lot of times we are, especially because like we say yes because we've been invited to things that maybe we shouldn't have taken, you know, kind of the same thing is that, um, you know, not record, you know, it's, it's kind of using that sacral is, is part of the process because you can be like, Oh, it's so nice to be invited. That's where sometimes that can be basically where we, we trick ourselves into thinking that our gut is telling us yes. When we're like, you know, I appreciate that invitation. And I think that's awesome. It sounds like it would be amazing, but at the same time, not every, we we're not every fucking invitation is for us. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard because I feel like, especially thinking back to drinking and I don't even think I got invited to drink that much, to be honest. I was like initiating going out sometimes even by myself it wasn't necessarily that people were inviting me to go out and have a drink. If no one was inviting me, I was just going, I mean, yes. Is it better to be invited? Of course. I'd rather make plans with someone than just show up someplace, but I had no problem doing either. But it's kind of that thing of um, our gut will, will tell us to accept an invitation because scarcity tells us we may not get another one. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely one of those things that we have to be super, aware of and um, not, not desperate about. That's very much the scarcity mindset is that we have to accept and do things because it may not come along. But you know, it's tough because I feel like in Sam's case, when I'm driving, I'm just, they're probably much better at being actively aware of things, but I just zone out be like, shit, I forgot I didn't want to go this way because there's, you know, I'll be like, I'm just driving. Shit, I forgot I don't want to go this way. Like, there can be. I shouldn't be a taxi driver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Construction for months. And I'll be like, mm -hmm. damn it, I forgot. And I don't want to be in this. I don't want to go this way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my sister Eva also has the sacral authority. And, you know, even in adulthood, I'm like, God, she makes the most like quick decisions and acts on them. And it always blows my mind. And I know that it's because I'm trying to logically go, well, why would she make this decision? Why would, why would she up and move to fucking Wisconsin once? And I, yeah, I, I, so many, so many moves. I love her so much. She's just so spontaneous. And I think that that really explains a little bit more when that's her authority like if her I feel like she's probably listened to her gut at least for the last 20 years pretty well and just yeah. said like if if it says uh-huh she's fucking gone she'll pack her shit she'll move all the way across the country um and it blows my mind and she always makes it work even when it doesn't work with the person that she's with she always makes life work like she yeah. really and I love that 
That is also sacral authority. Um, he is the only non-emotional authority in the mm-hmm. household. And, you know, I've tried to use that to the benefit of asking more yes, no questions versus asking very general questions like, what do you think? Like, and especially like how you frame questions, like, what do you think about this? No, he doesn't think about it. He doesn't want to think about it. Just ask him the direct, do you want to do this? Yes or no. Um, I think we've talked about it before that he's such a no. His, his, he doesn't want to response is no to everything. He doesn't want to do anything. And it's so frustrating. Um, but yeah, and I feel like Coulter, and I'll just bring this up because last night Coulter got a wild hair that he wanted to rearrange his room. He wanted to move his dresser from one side of the room to the other, move his keyboard from one side of the room to the other. And he started started doing it. And I was like, and this, it just frustrates the hell out of him. I'm like, this is a Saturday project. This is not a Wednesday night project. Because unfortunately where you want to put this um your dresser, it's going to mean that you can't open your closet and you got shit in your closet. So, um, I said, it's not that I'm saying no, it's that I'm saying not right now. And he's an emotional authority that acts as though he has, he, he is so like wants to respond to his sacral so much that when I thwart him, I am like literally sucking the life out of him. <laughs> Can you see it? Can you see it leave his eyes? It's so frustrated. He got so frustrated last night. And I'm like, listen, you didn't ask. You started just doing it. And that's cool. But th- at the same time, you're going to get told no. And if you still want to do this on Saturday, go for it. Go for it. Uh, but, yeah, I. it's just that that was a really funny thing. I think he really does make those decisions from his sacral when really it's like by Saturday, you might not even care about any of this mm-hmm. by Saturday. It might be like everything that you thought about tonight. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you might actually, yeah, have made the change and hate it and have to change it back. Yeah. And that is, that is, you know, rework is the, the, the Achilles heel of a manifesting generator because of the fact that they are, so quick to act without in this case without really listening to his damn strategy <laughs> that's funny um yeah and and on top of that children also don't think about all the elements that go into something like rearranging the room like the closet door like having to probably unload the dresser in order to move it and then oh, no, he was just sliding that shit he <laughs> doesn't care he will that's why he wanted my help and i'm like oh i know <laughs> And it is, it's so interesting because of that, he feels that pressure. Like when he has those ideas and when he has a yes going on in his body, like that pressure is almost unbearable. Like his, he has, it's patience is one of the hardest things for my little manifesting generator because of the fact, and I feel like um, Emily is your manifesting generator that when she gets a yes and then you're like, you probably need to give this some time. She's like, fuck you. (laughs) Oh yeah. Because now we're in the process of buying a new car and she found one that's way too expensive. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm, you can look at it, maybe drive it again, but you should think about it maybe for a whole week. <laughs> and really think about how you want to live while you're making that payment. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cause also the newer car, you get the more expensive your insurance payment gets. So you're going to have to really think about, plus you have this claim on your insurance. So on top of that, your insurance is going up anyway. I'm like, you really have to think about like, are you going to make this payment and be able to live in an apartment or move out of your mother's house ever? Like, is that a possibility? <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, it drives me nuts when people are, I mean, I'm not saying it like, well, I am saying it negatively. Like when cars become something in someone's life that it, not necessarily status, but just like, I just can't understand becoming so enthralled with an expensive car that you have, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. When people buy like Mercedes, like BMWs or Mercedes or Jaguars or something like that. I'm just like, have you ever drove one? no I have to say there is something about luxury cars that is luscious like and I will never go buy a BMW or a fucking Mercedes but like even just my Cadillac like the seats hug you just right and it's so smooth and the leather is everywhere and like there's this there's this thing that captivates you about a car but then I drive by these people who live in these shitty ass fucking apartments and then have a you know thirty thousand dollar car sitting outside of it, and I and I think, is the five minutes you drive to work every day is that really worth living there and driving that? I don't know. It's always never made any sense to me because I'm like, I put my money in a house and I pay for used cars so that I can pay that shit off, be done with it, you know, be able to afford full coverage if I want to, or just keep minimal coverage on there so that I can have a house that I appreciate versus a car that I really appreciate. I don't know. Even when I drove 38 miles, one way to work five days a week, Mary Rose, I still didn't spend more money on a car than I did. on. Oh girl. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. And I feel like that's like, I will probably never be, I just don't have that bug. I, I was not bitten by the luxury car bug. Even if I drove a luxury car, I'd be like, yeah, this is really nice. But guess what? I don't even have butt warmers in my car and I, I survive. I do fine. It's, <laughs> it, it gets me to and from, it has great space, it good, you know, good gas mileage, all of those things. And it's like, I feel like my, I'm glad that Thad like he is kind of a spaz about his mini coopers and stuff like that. He, if, if he could afford something like a BMW, he probably would have, and he can afford it. Wait till your kids are out of school, babe. He's going to be upgrading to the, (laughs) the bigger luxury cars. But again, the fact of how much time do you spend in your car? Like how much time do you spend in your car? You used to spend more when you had to go to work every day, both ways, plus drop off kids and stuff. But now it's like dropping off kids, picking up kids, you know, it's, it's groceries. Yep. It's really grocery getter. Or, and it's a great car for you guys to travel in. You guys have traveled it as a family in that car and know that you're capable of having enough room and space for everybody. So, I mean, I guess if something in it happened, it would be some, like, I don't feel like it would be absolutely insane 
expensive to find parts for a Kia. No, no, it's because, yeah, you have a Kia. Exactly. I, and I actually sent her to the Kia dealership yesterday to look at cars. Um, and she did drive a couple, but of course, then she went to Lithia Dodge and they have this ridiculous BMW. And I'm like, well, first of all, I mean, I, I know two people right off the top of my head that will tell you not to buy a fucking car at Lithia Dodge because their service department sucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, just, I mean, Lori's selling her car because she doesn't want to be associated with that service department anymore. So, like, I mean, and, and even Emily's dad, Emily's dad and Trevor have both bought trucks through Lithia Dodge and both had shit times with their service department. Trevor won't I- even take truck back there he takes it to the diesel place up in the heights i'd send her to under reiner because we know somebody yep i did i sent her over there i said you need to go hit underwriter their service department's great that's where your grandma gets all her cars worked on i'm like you want to think about big picture not just warranty like who's going to be dealing with that warranty work like because honestly if you can't get into a service department or they're shitty and they don't know what they're doing like you don't want either of those scenarios yep Go over to Ford and buy something for you know, Mark works in the service department over there. I was like, you, you want to make sure that where you buy your car and you get that warranty that you want the work done there. Um, but you know, anyway, this is forcing her to take some time to listen to her emotional authority rather than her immediate, uh-huh. I want this car. And her friends like yelling through the phone. This is the car, Mary, this is the car. I'm like, oh, is that the, no, it wasn't. It's Willow, which we're going to take less advice from. Just saying. Yeah, just, just for the record. <laughs> Sorry, Willow. <laughs> she, she knows. <laughs> I'm looking like you get yourself an Acura. Acura's real. And they're like a luxury car, too. Yes. They're just the least expensive one. What was the one that I said that I saw in Great Falls that I'd never heard of before? What's that one that that hyundai makes now weird weird name what was it called hyundai luxury brand genesis that's right a genesis so weird anyways so we probably should wrap up the the girl center um, I thought we'd only give it 10 minutes, but it's turned out to actually be like 20. So maybe we'll do sacral and separately we can go ahead and do spleen. Does that sound good? It sure does. So wrap this up with, um, you know, I think that for what we, when we talk about sacral authority, it's just getting in touch with that gut feeling, giving yourself some practice with asking questions that you can feel your answers to. If you have sacral authority, it's just really important to be asking yourself, do I want to do this thing in a yes or no format? And then really like, instead of saying, when your mind is saying, but that doesn't make sense, it's kind of saying it doesn't need to make sense. Tell your mind to fuck off and let your body really kind of tell you some of those things and experiment with it. Everything is like, you're going to say yes to things that you should have said no to. That's part of the process. You're going to say no to things that you'll wish that you would have said yes to. Mm -hmm. That's part of the process. All of that is learning and, you know, really paying attention. It's now become an exercise in awareness to say, okay, 
I'm saying yes to this, even though it, it doesn't quite feel right. I just want to see how it plays out, being willing to see how it plays out because it's not failure. I feel like even Mary with some of the situations where she has, we've asked that question that she was saying that she'd asked her, her new projector friend is what was your body telling you? I think that there will always be things that you, no matter what you regret, you are learning from mm-hmm. like the regret leads to a lesson and it's, it's, that's okay. And that is the point of life, like for us to learn as we go. And that's why I, I like to reflect back and pay attention to the back, but I really, I have Mary's voice in my head saying, are you trying to make this decision with your head or your body? So, because I really do try and rationalize everything. So I I like that piece too. Like as you're experimenting, really trying to feel, is this coming from inside me or is this something my head's trying to rationalize? Because at first that's even hard to do because we're so conditioned to listen to what our heads tell us to do that the experiment at first is really is really just that. Are we listening to our head or within us? Yes. Our mind will give us the answers to Jeopardy questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not going to fucking tell us how to live our lives. And that I think is the biggest thing is that, you know, our brain gives us the answers to a math question. It helps us ch- balance our checkbook, keep track of a grocery list, drive us to and from work. But our decision making is not going to be best made in the mind correct all right so on that note cue the music just (laughs) all right so is there anything you want to sign off with today uh nope everybody just uh started the experiment because it's worth it yep sounds good to me all right Bye. bye